The Surgeon General has certified this podcast as fit for human consumption, and with that, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 56, for the week of Wednesday, 13th of March, 2013. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Bowen Designs web-exclusive Scarlet Witch variant statue, and our discussion topic is the Marvel Legends Hitmonkey Wave. How are you? Good, thank you. Hot. <laughs> it's so Tickets hot. on yourself. I was going to say, I need you to elaborate. Um, the temperature is rather high here in Melbourne. Yes. My sweat is sweating. Yes. Yes, Australia has had a, uh, a rebound. I think last episode I mentioned how autumn suddenly appeared with yeah, uh, drab weather and cold wind, and suddenly we're back over 30 degrees Celsius again. <laughs> so, miserable. What yeah. else have you been doing, Scott? Um, well, we're we're getting very close to moving into our house. Hoorah! Um, so we went and did furniture shopping today, mostly because we knew it would be air-conditioned. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was good fun, actually. Um, so are you imagining it being a lot different, actually having furniture? Furniture is going to be great. No, we, we just we have one extra living space, and so we're trying to work out. You know, until you kind of start looking at stuff, you can't visualize where your existing stuff's going to go. But we didn't actually buy a lot, but we kind of worked out what we need to make it all work. And so, I don't that, understand how long that can take. It takes about four minutes on the internet. You order thirty detolfs, and you're done. <laughs> Can I tell you, I've been in this house for 12 years and it has a separate living area. It has two separate at either end of the house and the front living area still does not have one thing of furniture in it. It's just an empty room. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. But we've, kind of, we've got different spaces and each one has a different purpose and so we need, and we have one, one set of lounge stuff that needs to go to that great um, lounge room in the sky. Um <laughs> So it was all good, but we came away with a, enough stuff and a lot less cost than what I thought it was going to be. So all good. More money for toys. Yay! Hey, good. <laughs> Justin, what you been up to? Uh, not too much. Hasn't been too bad here in New South Wales. It's been um, probably mid-20s, so, oh, and it's been raining up. nearly every day. Blah, blah, uh. blah. <laughs> but to, today, uh, neighbours of ours got a, uh, a new cat down the road and um they got it yesterday and so the the uh the detail was for these people to keep the cat inside uh because my wife works in the industry she went down there and looked at the cat blah blah, blah uh, told them again keep the cat inside for at least four weeks until this cat gets used to its surroundings uh-huh. anyway i'm sitting at home this afternoon and i get a phone call dad could you come down the street with a torch <laughs> so okay, oh god! So I get down there. What's happened? Uh, we were walking the cat on the lead, uh, and the collar snapped, and the cat has got underneath the shed. 
So oh. I go and have a look. There's a crawl space <laughs> underneath the shed. So I'm sitting in the shed under that area for about an hour and a half, trying to coax this cat out. Uh, I finally get it out and takes off, and we finally trap it two hours later behind the rainwater tank. So basically, that was my afternoon. But uh, it was fun. It was, it that was, was great. That fun. was today's uh, custom time taken up. Yeah, or sitting down in front of my brand new PlayStation Three, so <laughs> didn't to do anything with that. So that was that was great, great way to send us spend us an afternoon. Fantastic, outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. Well, yeah. I, I had something actually exciting happen this week. Um, <laughs> by uh, by the time this episode uh, hits iTunes, I should hopefully be uh, an early adopter of Australia's national broadband network. <laughs> so <laughs> I shall no longer have internet that is uh, rodent powered. Wow! Uh, yes, I can. So you're <laughs> yeah, you're I, the I one can... in Australia. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So see, the, see what the mouse... people don't realize is that at the moment we actually have to um, record Ben's part of the uh, podcast at like quadruple speed. Yes. Um, so that it speeds up him enough to be able to sound you know like he's talking normally because his internet is so slow that he actually comes across in a, a with a very very slow lag so <laughs> and you know it's not like i live in some hick town either you know i live in the country's <laughs> capital yet um my, my internet is powered by a mouse i've nicknamed kirby uh, you know after the, uh, the the king um and you know i'll be allowed to uh, let him run free <laughs> so yes, very exciting, very exciting. The um, the NBN is a huge project that the Australian government is undertaking to um, basically improve the the internet uh, around Australia and bring us up to um, where South Korea was ten years ago. So, <laughs> so anyway, I I should have uh, internet that is probably about fifty times faster than what I've got. So very exciting, very uh, exciting. I was out at our new um, house yesterday, and they were digging the trench to put all the cables and stuff in because we've got like all the um, not just the national broadband network, but the phone, TV, everything like um is all coming through that trench and there's a data cabinet in the garage um yep. so it's very fancy i wonder when we'll get it on the central coast hmm. mm-hmm. uh 2034 is looking pretty good i reckon excellent Woo-hoo. you'll still be alive then won't you justin oh it depends how modern <laughs> medicine works out <laughs> <laughs> Have we lost Ben? <laughs> yep. Oh wait, no. This is the bit where he we can't hear him, but he can still. Oh, hear us. Yeah. excellent. So we can say really Jeezy, mean Jeezy things about on him. A bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Usually, <laughs> oh god. I mean, seriously. Um, oh. And then normally he'll send me a text saying, "I can hear you talking about me." So I reckon we should leave it in this week, just so that people can understand um, what it's about. And while we get Ben back, we'll have a little break. <laughs> I just I just got the text. <laughs> I can't I repeat it. it. I can't repeat it on air. But we will have a little <laughs> break, and uh, we'll find Ben, and we'll come back with some articulated news. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, War Machine. That's critical B. Attach front battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime. 
With my wings, I rule on land and sea. Just undersea dome. I'm here to make waves, Mandarin. Iron Man, War Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, Kirby the Mouse is cheesed up and I am back on the air. So <laughs> Now, before we get to our main features, we'd like to start each episode with a bit of news. Now, as we've mentioned in the past, Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And we're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And, Scott, I believe you have something. I... <laughs> have a couple of somethings. Welcome back. Welcome back. First of all, thank, I'm just thank saying, you. Thank you. And um, we we really missed you. Um, Justin cried. Actually, it was embarrassing. The yes, yeah, it's still going. So that's why I'm going first. Um, the first bit of news is there are a couple of different um, retailer exclusives that Mattel has revealed with some of its DC stuff, and they're both a bit strange. The first one <laughs> is a Target exclusive. Uh, Justice well. It, this says Justice League Unlimited style, but they actually look like Batman Brave and the Bold style to me. New 52 yeah. Justice League figures. So this is a seven-pack of the new Justice League with Cyborg, not Martian Manhunter. Um, and they they look more like Brave and the Bold bucks. Um, but then they don't have the little holy bits in them. Well, we can't see the back. But I, yeah, I mean they're they're kind of a weird hybrid of of Justice League Unlimited and Batman: Brave and the Bold. I mean, Cyborg is obviously a new sculpt entirely. Um, th- some pretty funky looking stuff here. Um, Superman's head sculpt looks. It's interesting. Putrid. It's I was like going to say. Yeah, <laughs> was, uh, potato man. Look up in the air. It's a bird. It's a potato. Um, uh, Wonder Woman looks bizarre as well. The legs. Yeah, legs. Weird proportions. Um, Aquaman doesn't look too bad actually. Cyborg looks pretty cool for. Um, not just look at him with a bit of bias. No, no. There's no bias. No, no, no bias. No bias. Um, so yeah, that's. I guess that's going to be out there if you want. It's going to retail for forty nine ninety nine US. Um, so you can order it online if you are um, in the US from Target. Um, but you know, I just think this is a bit weird, to be honest. I, tra- um, Flash's costume that, that that piping does not translate well. It just looks really weird. He's got these big yellow lines all over him that just really detract from that sort of classic scarlet. Is that actually his new Fifty Two costume? Oh, I'd say it's a bit of a hybrid. Yeah, I tried to go with some piping, and yeah, there you go. I guess it's a way to get kids into the new Fifty Two. I guess (laughs) can't see any other rhyme or reason to it. I mean, I suppose that part of the brief is that you know they want these new designs out there and they need to focus on some kind of perennial product that's more about keeping the major characters out there than it is about um collector friendly lines and this certainly doesn't look like it's going to be a you know one that too many people are going to go crazy for um, especially with eight points of articulation it doesn't look like one norman has any waist articulation unless it's yeah. just conveniently hidden and what's with Superman in a cloth cape? Ew. Looks a bit strange. I, I'm so distracted by the potato head, I can't get. I didn't even notice the cloth cape. Batman's, well, Batman's got, got cloth as well. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yep. And, Maybe um, for vehicles. And, and knobby knees, Batman has got those weird knees. 
He's got painted on anyway. Okay, enough about those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's then, then we have a Toys R Us exclusive uh, Dark Knight Trilogy Movie Masters premium action figure three pack and premium, premium action figures. Uh, they're fancy. They are, they are fancy. So this is one. This is quite you know quite clever actually. Really one for each um of the three Christopher Nolan films and the Dark Knight Rises figure has a removable, either swap-out head or a removable mask. Um, so you get the Bruce Wayne there, which makes sense, seeing as he was barely Batman in that movie, really. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> might as well be Bruce Wayne. Um, and this is going to go for forty-four ninety-nine US for the three figures. So they, they, has, they have little stands with backgrounds that are like the movie posters. So, that, you know, that's fun. That's something... Yeah, it's also a, a really outstanding reminder of just how the costume gets worse worse with each film. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you don't really realise how bad the latest one is until you look at the original Batman Begins one and you go, oh, the Batman Begins one is actually bearable. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, again, you know, Mattel making the most of their DC licence, again, not for us, um, but... That's okay. It doesn't all have to be for us. It's not all about us. It's actually all about me. But anyway, there you go. Um, <laughs> the and then for something completely different and a lot nicer to look at, uh, this this is was was announced at the beginning of February, but I only just came across it that McFarlane, mm. um, who obviously has the Walking Dead license because they do the action figures, is doing a limited edition Michonne statue uh, that is comic based. And it is an action statue, 14 inches tall, with a rotating base um, of Michonne taking out two zombies. And uh, it's pretty incredible. Limited to 1,500 pieces, uh, each one each one signed by Robert Kirkman and retailing for $2.95 US. Yeah, that's not bad. It's actually the... The sort of the artistic inspiration really looks like they've captured Charlie Adler. They absolutely have. Yeah, it's got that yeah real Charlie Adler look to it, which is nice. Uh, Do you know the only thing I think about this is I reckon it would look better in black and white. Yeah, and you've also, I guess, got to have the display to put it. I mean, as it is, a lot of our stuff is can be a bit either sort of gaudy or, or even, you know, um, a, a bit on the sort of horrific side. But mm. this pretty much jumps that fence. It's um, yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that, yeah, you, you really need to get um, the family's approval to, to put on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to... Uh... Buy it as the top of an urn and destroy my grandmother's ashes. I thought that was, um, the the um uh, yeah the terrible you too. protecting <laughs> Granny from the Walking Dead even if dead. You know what it it kind of reinforces to me is what a good decision making this comic black and white was because it absorbs like you know it's it's terribly gory mm. but. I think it just removes some of the horror element from it because it's in black and white. Like, and I think one thing that just makes this jar a bit for me is that the, the color. Yeah, I just I, I think if it was in black and white, I would be more interested. I would I would never buy this, but uh, I could be more interested in it. But I, I reckon this will sell very well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's an incredibly popular character. Um, 
Kirkman so. another million. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that. Um, but beautifully sculpted. I can't actually see on this who the sculpture is. Um, but beautifully done, I'd like to find out. We'll take that as an action item for Scott and we'll revisit it in a later episode. Thank you. Okay. And uh, that that's all my news for today. Justin, that means you must have something. Okay. I was going to go into depth about the continuing saga that is a Castle Grayskull at the moment, but I thought I'd just gloss over things as they stand. Um, I, I pre-ordered this um, and I've been a bit bewildered about what we've seen so far about the size and a, a few things about the, the trapdoor and, and Scott stating that... Um, Not me. Toy, toy Guru, that is. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. We're gonna Get see your Scott straight. <laughs> that we're going to see a thinner plastic when it comes into production and the inside's not going to be sculpted and blah, 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 blah. And there's been like another question, a Q&A this week, and it's basically, if you read through it, it's just questions are put forward and it's just basically no, 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 no. But <laughs> then he's come out again uh, post that and, and, and stated that uh, some of my answers sometimes come off as a bit corporate, but you understand I have writers for these things and everything's approved uh... and it wasn't me and there was a shooter in the grassy knoll. And um, if <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I'll, I'm in the same boat as a few people, I guess, that I'm just going to see what happens at San Diego. And if it's totally not what I signed up for, I just will be cancelling my order. I guess that's one out you have that, you know, if you don't want to buy it, you don't have to in the long run. But I guess if they dangle that, that massive carrot in front of you that we're getting a Castle Grey skull, and if we're in line of the way um, the classics are sculpted and, and that sort of throwback, you'd expect just a little bit better, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to wait to see what happens um, and, basically watching this space as it goes along. So I don't know if you guys have been caught up in this continuing saga and what your thoughts on the whole sort of thing is, but for nearly $350 shipped, uh, you know, it's going to have a lot of people internationally scratching their heads. I just enjoy the uh, the saga of it. I mean, (laughs) I I think it's hilarious that uh, I've actually heard a lot of people talk about being able to cancel their order and saying, you know, that's great. And it's like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, it is great. But really, they asked you to buy something based on a a, um, a doodle on a napkin. Um, you know, <laughs> there, there, there was no prototype or anything, you know, at the time. That's and how so, I buy all my cars. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, you don't you don't buy anything else like that. So it's a bit rich. That you know, and I mean, now that they're talking about the thinner plastic, I, I just can't wait for the for the first photos to hit the um, the internet forums. Where some someone's like, oh, I was playing with my castle grayskull with my son, and we decided to go to the shop, and I left it sitting in the sun, and it collapsed in on itself. <laughs> and so now I'm left with this giant mass of green plastic with some of my action figures trapped inside. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Scott. I love it. That's hilarious. I just don't care. I'm just ripping too much. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I think I just don't see how care. we go. But uh, uh, basically, inspired me to have a look around to see what kind of because if if I was going to get this thing, it'd just be like a facade anyway, you know, just like in the background. I'm not, I don't need to spend three hundred and fifty dollars in the background. I could probably um, back myself and make something 
Um, not better, but I could make something that resembled Castle Grayskull myself that would mm. much more satisfaction out of. Well, I think but that's anyway. the point. I think, I think that's what a lot of people are actually going to be doing. They'll, they'll be getting yeah. it out of the box, getting it set up, having a play, going, this looks fantastic, and then they're going to just sort of open it up and have it sort of, you know, as the backdrop of their collection and admittedly looking fantastic, yeah. but it, it's not like you'll be playing with it every day. Mm. Well, it's too expensive for your kids to play with. That's right. Isn't it? Mm. Simply put. <laughs> I, I think sure. the... Um, an idea, a better idea might have been with the limitations that were there to do a really great diorama piece that maybe didn't open up or, you know, just because most people that are, well, I hope there's not too many people out here that are actually going to play with this, but you know, certainly if I was buying it, I'd be buying it to be part of a display. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and therefore, all the kind of action features, etc., would be completely lost on me because you know I don't play with my toys. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, I don't know. I guess they're damned in, if they do, and damned if they don't. You know, it's such exactly. a challenging. Ah, uh, it's our right as a consumer to bitch about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you. Anyway, moving right along to some more uh, Masters of the Universe classic news. Yay! We saw the uh, review from, from Pixel Dan this week of uh, Snake Face. Um, and I must say, he's fantastically done. It's a great uh, throwback to the classic figure, uh, vintage, I should say. Um, and he's freaky. Almost- he is. He's 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 great looking, and he's they've added a few little bits and pieces on as the four horsemen do to make him look even better. But um, quite happy with that reveal this week. And I'll tell you one thing as well: with all the um, goings on with the with the uh, with Grayskull, they um, glossed over the fact. Like you haven't heard too many people complaining about the filmation sub. Like uh, what characters are in that sort of. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if that was some sort of strategic move as well. That's uh, mm. a past them. <laughs> but um, that's about it for me. Two sort of 50-50 for me this week, news items. <laughs> I hadn't seen that Snake Face preview. I really liked that. Mm. Yes. It's good to right. see a classic figure released, yeah. Mm. Mm. All right, well, I have some news. Uh, one of the ones we saw uh, announced this week was the Bandai SH Monster Arts Godzilla 1964 figure. Um, so for, for those people who have even the remotest interest in Godzilla figures, the Godzilla that we've uh, seen in the series so far has been the 94 Godzilla, so the, the more modern interpretation, and this one sort of harkens back to the uh, you know, more traditional or the classic-looking Godzilla. Um, and, and that means that these guys have actually got quite a few uh, options in the stable for, for characters like Mecha Godzilla, etc. It means they can go for both modern and classic and not sort of exhaust a line anytime soon. So, mm. great looking figure, quite happy. I, I won't actually be picking that one up. I'm quite happy with the modern version that I have. Um, in, uh, in other news, there was the announcement that Hasbro are releasing some uh, Jurassic Park figures. Now, I think this Hasbro. is so weird. Like, why well, now? Well, they released the. Well, they released the original um, Jurassic Park, and I believe that Jurassic Park's being released in 3D or something, isn't it? Oh, okay, isn't that it, makes sense. And I thought there must be coming some... out soon. Um, I, I know. Oh, I don't know. I haven't 
heard anything. But I mean, look, um, you know, Hasbro owns um, the rights to Jurassic Park, and it's fairly easy for them because a lot of the molds for the uh, the human characters come straight from GI Joe, so uh, it's not too exhaustive for them to do this. And I guess it's a way to, to keep the brand going, especially with um, Jurassic Park Four uh, due out what June twenty fourteen apparently. Mm. Um, but also before that, they'll probably crank out the first three in three D and and keep us going. So for those people who are keen on GI Joe, that's some um, Probably a little fun addition that you can do. That's yeah. right. Throw some dinosaurs yeah. in there just to eat your soldiers. Damn straight. Damn straight. Never, never underestimate the power of dinosaurs to that age bracket as well. Well, or that's exactly four, right. Five year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. My God, so dinosaur mad. So, mm. um, in my last bit of news, something that um, came a bit out of left field, and uh, I know both Scott and I are pretty darn stoked about this, and. That is that Sideshow, um, they announced an update to their Sideshow premium format Green Lantern statue, and this one was pretty much a lock anyway. The the premium format DC statues that we've seen so far have all been just superb. They really are doing a fantastic job with this series, and um, we did actually see this one at San Diego, I think, in 2011. Well, it was the first time we saw a, um, a prototype. Really? 11? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 11, wasn't it? No, 12. You sure? Yes. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. My year's mixed up. You're wrong, Ben. Wrong. Yes, yes. And uh, But anyway, we got an update to the statue this week, and apparently, for no additional price, we are now getting a electronic light-up feature. It's pretty darn amazing, and it looks like if I'm this time, if I'm not mistaken, they've actually updated the design <laughs> on the. His right hand has a an energy construct that fits over the top of it, and I think they've actually changed it slightly from the original. But uh, the big deal this time is that his ring actually lights up, and when you put the energy construct um, version on his right hand, it lights up as well. So it's um, it's pretty impressive. It's from uh, our buddy Tim Bruckner. So um, I don't know whether he had uh, any idea that, that was going to happen, but I just have to say that this is just fantastic. And he also stands on a, a base made of, well, I presume it's green energy, but it looks like sort of um, green crystal, and that lights up as well. Uh, and it just looks superb. And the the power of fist is is that the exclusive? Well, I couldn't quite remember because we pre-ordered it so long ago. Yeah. But I actually can't recall what the, the um, premium format was. Oh, I and will research it. Um, I'll take that as an action point as well, and I'll outstanding. research Outstanding. Yes. No outstanding. Do you think you can get back to us by the end of the show? That would be fabulous. I think I can get back to you in about a minute. Yeah, the hard light fist construct is the exclusive. Okay, so that probably means that those who didn't get the um, exclusive edition probably still get the light up ring and the light up base. Yeah. I suspect so. That is fantastic. And if this is the kind of effort they're going to go to um, with this series, then damn it all to hell, you've got my money. (laughs) (laughs) I I cannot wait for these. I'm really, I'm really excited. Really excited. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm actually very keen to see um, Superman put up. Yeah. So, because we've seen, uh, what did we get? We got the Joker, Poison Ivy, Green Lantern, and Batman. I still haven't been able to pull the trigger on Poison Ivy. 
<laughs> or as I refer to have Mark Newman's boobs. Uh, well, man, I just it, it's just the the um the boobage is <laughs> just not family friendly, guys. Not family friendly. Not to mention, we're we're not talking about a cheap series here. We're looking yeah. at around you know three hundred to three hundred and fifty per statue, and for that kind of money, it, it, it's really not surprising that people are just going for the the key. Are, are you uh, getting poison ivy? I am. Yeah. 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 Um, but then again, I didn't actually sign up for the Joker, so um, that's you didn't another get Joker. One. No, no. See, I've got um, Joker. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to decide. Um, I, yeah, look, this is probably one of those series that no matter which one comes first, I'll go damn it all to hell and commit to absolutely everything. So. Yeah. Well, that's why I got the Joker in the end because I thought, you know what, once I get these, I'm going to really regret not having Joker and then he'll be absolutely impossible to find for less than a kidney. Well, <laughs> speaking of which, can we take a pause so I can go and undertake dialysis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the uh, Poison Ivy um, <laughs> station now. I may need a break. <laughs> uh, <Well. ooh>. uh. <laughs> I know. And, and on that note... <laughs> it's time for... Look, even just... I mean, I know we are talking about Green Lantern, but even Poison Ivy, I I really... Even if they had just... They didn't. They don't need the bare, the bare belly. Like, the, boob, the boobs are sexy enough. <laughs> It's all a win for me. No, I, I know, but I've, I've got, I've got girls in the house and a demanding wife and get, get rid of them. I mean, come on. <laughs> Where is your priority, man? I know. I'm just so confused. I've never heard of a demanding wife before. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just picturing Scott after the divorce, just sitting, yeah, sitting with his poison ivy. The YMCA with like you know, 100, 140 <laughs> statue boxes and a pair of shorts or something. People walking past, don't touch them. That's right. <laughs> she got the house. I, she got the house. I got the statues. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that probably wraps up the articulated news. We'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Buddy, Engineer Nerd back with another installment of Name That. Appears last week we had a little editing snafu. I guess after a year we cannot blame poor Scotty for uh, making one mistake. So uh, I'm not going to worry about it, and you all shouldn't either. But from two times ago, we heard this sound. You can change it to a landwalker and a mighty fortress. Non-volt battery not included. Sold separately. Enemy attacking. And our good friend Hyperion came really close to getting this one, but uh, more than actually sent me a direct message and, and got it. It is a GoBot command center. So if you guessed that, Walker, you were correct. Now, last time we actually heard this sound. Your skill puts them together. Mechanical precision brings them to life. Build, customize, mobilize. That sound is, of course, from a Zoids commercial. I loved Zoids back in the day, putting them together with the little wind-up motors, but hey, you know, it must, it's the engineer in me. Now, moving on to something new, we will listen to this week's sound. So massive it holds over 50 
figures with searchlight, three missile launchers, eight electronic sounds, and removable rapid-fire gun. And this should be an easy one, but we'll play it one more time. So massive it holds over 50 figures with searchlight, three missile launchers, eight electronic sounds, and removable rapid-fire gun. As always, come on over if you've got a guest to the AFB forum and leave a guest there or visit our Facebook page. Always love seeing people's guesses. Uh, keeps Gives everybody else clues on what it is and what it isn't. So uh, drop by and make a guess because, you know, guessing is fun. Talk to you all later. Bye. Mego presents the Planet of the Apes action figures. Dr. Zaius, the orangutan scientist. Cornelius, the archaeologist. Zira, the woman scientist. The soldier ape. And the astronaut. All Planet of the Apes action figures sold separately by Migo. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And this week, Scott has Toy of the Week, and he's checking out the Scarlet Witch's undergarments. So over to you, Scott. (laughs) And her overgarments, thank you. So the Toy of the Week is the Bone Designs Scarlet Witch variant statue. This was, this has just come out, and there are two versions of this statue, both sculpted by our good friend Tim Miller. Um, this version has an assist by Randy Bowen because, as well as a uh, Wanda Maximoff figure, there is a giant cape um, attached. I ummed and odd about which version I was going to get for this because the cape looked huge. And I wondered if it was going to be impossible to display and if I'd regret getting it because I couldn't display it with any of my other uh, statues. And all I can say is that I am very glad that I did um, cave in and go with the variant giant cape version. Um, just to start with the packaging... I was really impressed by this because I, when I picked up the box, um, first of all, thank you, Statue Marvels. Uh, the Statue Marvels store make it possible for international buyers to get the Bowen Web exclusive pieces uh, because Bowen has a licensing agreement with Marvel whereby they can only sell within the United States. And so Statue Marvels, um, without making a great deal of profit, I think, um, help out international collectors with pieces like this and do a great job. So thank you so much. Um, when I picked th- my box from Statue Marvels up from the post office, I was sure it had to be the statue. And then when I held it, I thought maybe it wasn't because it was quite light. And I, I just had an impression this is going to be a really heavy big piece and the next surprise was when i took it um out of the packing the well we'll get to one of the surprises in the packing later on in the episode um but the good surprise was just how thin the box was and partly it's because this is really cleverly packed i like it when um statue manufacturers go to some thought about how to keep the size of the box small because you have to keep the boxes and uh i already have practically a storage container full of my boxes of boxes so (laughs) (laughs) i'm not obsessive um 
the so you know s- small boxes that don't take up lots of room yay and this one is quite cleverly packed it's quite thin and the reason for that is twofold one they have a clever little compartment that holds the base the statue stands on so it doesn't have to take up room in the the pack and two then the way that um this has been constructed means that it breaks apart in, into a few different pieces so that it can be um stored fairly flatly so the giant cape Scarlet Witch version comes with a number of pieces. First of all, the base, the figure minus the head, the cape, and then the head. They're all separate. And uh, I'll, I'll be putting all the different pictures that the guys can see up on the um, Enhanced Podcast. So if you refer to the picture um, that's uh, looking down Wanda's top, um, the aerial view, that's... Okay. Yeah, already there? Okay, right Um I wonder what those noises were. The um <laughs> that that's not I didn't take that picture to prove um on Wanda. I took it to show the magnets that are um in the slots where her neck and the cape go. So you pop the cape on first and the the amazing thing about that cape piece is it's very light. So it looks a lot heavier than what it actually is, but it's very light. It balances perfectly. It is incredibly clever. And then you pop the head in, fits beautifully. And the great thing about this piece is that you can easily display a couple of statues either side. And the cape, while it's big, it it doesn't take up as much room as you might imagine. So I've got a photo there, a vision next to her, and in my display I've actually got Quicksilver on the other side, and the three of them fit very nicely together. So yay collector-friendly packaging, yay clever design, um, and yay this amazing cape, because it really is groovy. Um, I... In in the promo shots, I wasn't 100% sold on the head sculpt, um, the hairstyle is a little bit different from what you kind of expect with Scarlet Witch, um, but it really is quite beautiful. I, I cannot stress enough that the pictures just do not do this piece justice. I've seen a lot of the in-hand pictures on the net from other collectors before I got mine, and I'm still just blown away by the one in person. Um, if you listen to our interview with Tim Miller, he talked about the kind of female figure that he likes, which is the impossibly thin waist and the big boobs. And uh, he's definitely used that here because we have the impossibly thin waist um, and the big boobs. Um, but I think one thing that kind of makes this a bit less um, sexy, like in a you know in a negative way, is that the her, she's got a pink bodysuit as opposed to just the flesh. Mm-hmm. So if you look at like the Scarlet Witch comicette, the Mark Brooks um, art version from Sideshow where her top she's not wearing the the bodysuit she's got bare flesh and then the the corset that to me is a lot more um oh what's the word not risque but revealing um so i, I like the, the decision that they've made here to actually go with the the pink bodysuit the paint's fantastic the there's obviously a wash on the red of the cape. It really is just a, a you know a brilliant brilliant piece. The red of the corset and her gloves and boots has got a metallic 
tinge to it, and there's a wash on the pink bodysuit, so you get a fair bit of depth. The I've seen close-up pictures on the net of varying standards in terms of the head sculpt. Um, I've seen I haven't seen any Gertie versions. They've all been pr- pretty good, but a little bit of bleed perhaps on the edges of the face. Um, th- there's very minimal here, just between the the hairline, and that's that's a common issue. But this is it's really nicely p- painted. Um, I I couldn't fault it. Um, it's, can I just ask? Is the, the I mean the shading on the cave is certainly fantastic. Is that actually airbrushed? I it's either that or it's a wash. I'm, either, either it's airbrushed or there's a base and then there's some sort of wash over it. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a, you know, there's a bit of depth there. I think I, I would kind of think maybe there's a bit of a black wash through it. Um, but it's beautifully done. It's, it's really beautifully done. The, the pose I like, um, you know, the figure in terms of just her body type, I guess, you know, when you, uh, think about what Tim Miller said about his preferred type, it makes sense. You know, it, it does make it a bit unrealistic in terms of her body proportions, but that, that's okay. Um, the, the main thing for me that was going to keep me back from getting the cape was that, you know, I buy these to display with like characters, not just display on their own. I was worried that the cape was going to preclude me from doing that, and it doesn't. So I'm so glad that I that I got this. I think if I had the regular cape version, I'd just be kicking myself every time I saw a picture of the cape version. I am a huge fan. And Justin, you're really going to be unhappy with me, but I have to give this 10 out of 10 dollies. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. If, if you look at it, you... you it as an as uh, as someone from the outside looking in, you just you wonder how they the thought process is behind the the actual sculpting and the actual three D rendering of the cape. You know, mm. a lot of a lot hell of a lot of work would have went into that, and you can tell the way the arms are coming up above the head. They sort of mirror image the way the cape is as well. Like she has control of her cape with her arms, sort of going up above her head. Yes, it really is a. a Beautiful piece. Yes, it, I think the, the design, the idea always was that the, this would, the cape would be in this fashion. The regular cape version came along because some people commented they didn't like the big cape. Um, I don't think the regular version makes quite as much sense because to me the um, the hands and the way that they're posed is about the cape, and she's also her hair is in a windblown you know kind of style, which doesn't make as much sense when you have the straight cape there so you know it, it is a clever piece and i think it's a testament to how clever it is too that i had the entire family's attention for about 10 minutes while i put it all together <laughs> speaking of which uh not the family the putting together um <laughs> do do the magnet do the magnets sort of sufficiently have enough force to, to hold it really firm you don't notice any movement or anything like that oh no I, um, yes, they do. You, you don't notice the movement. It's very cleverly constructed. Um, you know, it's a small base. Like the circumference of the base is not big, but yeah. there's no topple issue at all. And partly that's because the the cape is actually quite light. I don't know if it's a resin or what it is that they've used. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's cold cast porcelain. I think it, it's too light for that. Um, but also, it is. It's quite secure, and you can see in there when you look at the one without the head um you know the head's not doesn't there's no role of the head in securing the cape the mm-hmm. cape is secured just by the magnets and yeah. and obviously the design and yeah. that's something that just fascinates me about 
this sort of design is the um, the mathematics almost that has to be involved in how you make sure that this stuff actually is going to stand up and not topple. Mm. Yeah, um, you, you think you'd look at it and you go, well, ruffle number 37 has to be you know, <laughs> half a millimetre out to yeah. balance out, that kind of thing. It's it really is incredible. Mm. And, and, of course, the, the windswept cape actually works quite well with the vision. You've got a picture there of the two together, and the vision's cape has certainly got, uh, you know, the um, the appearance of movement as well. So having Wanda with a static cape next to the vision would have looked a bit odd. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a clever piece. I mean, there is, a, there is an earlier full-size Scarlet Witch statue that Bowen did that um, you know, fits nicely with that vision as well. But it's a much smaller and much more understated statue than this. So this is a, this is a really clever piece. Love it. 10 out of 10. Very happy. You should get it. Good. All right. Well, Justin, that means next week you have to review something awful to sort of counterbalance it. <laughs> <laughs> or he could just review something really great but still give it a bad mark just because That's right. you know, he's actually just a bitter, twisted... <laughs> Dark Peter, kind of a twisted on. action figure collector. I'm, just, I'm looking for Natasha. She sees something. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. We don't give enough attention to the crappy stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus <laughs> Beefcake. Here's Tori <laughs> the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine, Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars, they're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah. We're all here because we collect stuff, so feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. So, Justin, uh, I feel like I know what you've picked up this week, but tell me anyway. Uh, this week saw you the arrival why, of... You have to tell them why you feel that way then now. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We're it professionals. Might be, it might be because somebody forgot to press record the first time that we did this segment. Oops! <laughs> Uh, where was I? Uh, this week it got um, Ram Man and Jitsu from Masters of the Universe Classics Ooh, line. Where is uh, mine? I've no idea. Maybe in Scandinavia somewhere. <laughs> Don't they take a long boat? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm uncertain. What, what did you think of them? <laughs> um, well, uh, Ram Man is an outstanding figure. He's a great throwback to the vintage line. Uh, ticks all the boss boxes, except they obviously can't add his Ram Man feature in uh, because <laughs> they just don't do that anymore. Um, and Jitsu, uh, once again, ticks all the boxes. Great that the four horsemen can involve little extra bits to add in with the sculpting and I didn't have any issues with the bald head that people are having. That's some sort of paint uh, spray or drip that hasn't come wrong very well, but mine is <laughs> mine is fine. Um, I was going to say, you, you know you've got problems with drip. No? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a paint issue, is it? Yeah, it's they, um, they tried to um, replicate a shaven sort of head situation oh. with a little... Uh, traditional, I guess, samurai sort of um, hairstyle, but in some it's coming a lot darker and people are saying, oh, why does this black over the, over the bald head situation? But mine's fine. Uh, Ram Man's fine. We get an extra head with uh, Ram Man. 
um, for fans of the 2000 um, He-Man series where he only actually took his helmet off a couple of times. Um, and that's that's about all I can really say about them. Um, great figures, and it's it's great to get these two uh, vintage uh, characters to to shore up the line. So I know a lot of people missed out on Rare Man, and hopefully he'll appear one day on um, some sort of extra stock that they have floating around somewhere. But actually really, really glad to have him in the why, collection. Why do you have yours already and I don't have mine? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Um, I'm in a in a what would you call it? A syndicate with other people from uh, <laughs> Western Australia, but I can't ex- I can't explain why mine came first. But who knows? Sometimes people get it um, from it's come via Austria. So Scott, it could be anywhere. We don't know. Look, I, I have to um, I, I have to allow for the possibility that the dear senior citizens who are employed by Australia Post, Brighton North, um, may well have be, you know, having their morning tea on the box and not realizing, um, because (laughs) it's entirely possible, but, um, hopefully they'll, yeah. Yeah. If anyone's listening there from Australia Post, um, I don't reflect uh, Scott's views of what he just said. I love Australia Post (laughs) and I think they do a fantastic job day in and day out. Look, I, I have to tell you, I, as much as I um, bitch and complain about um, about them, I actually adore the the people that work at this post office because they are so funny. That there's a sitcom in the making. It's like, are you being served? But Australia Post style. They they're just they are hilarious. But they they like me because you know I'm clever and charming. Um, yes, yes, yes. Of course. Yeah. Well, cl- clearly the. Um the sub stuff gets uh, shipped in descending order of whininess or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it could oh. be alphabetical order because you should have received yours before. Well, yes, that, that must be it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Scott, what did you get? Well, I got my Bowen Scarlet Witch and then I also got the Rorschach figure from the um, Mattel Club Freighter. Um, I joined a syndicate for that too because I didn't get the sub. It's called eBay. Um, there's about six million of us. Uh, I managed to find the best deal I could. The thing that, that kind of dragged me in is not so much the figure because I do quite like the DC Direct movie versions, um, but... The packaging of these is just fantastic. The, the there's each set up like a book, and the, the the packaging inside is awesome. So I won't be um, opening these; I'll be collecting them for the the packaging. But um, it's a real selling point. So now I've got to do day of sale for um, the the rest of them, and hope that they don't sell out too quickly. So, um, but I'm in, and I'm also tomorrow going to pick up. Um, something from a shop I have never visited before um, called Shop For Me, which is in Melbourne. I met them at Brickvention, and we bought some Lego stuff from them, and they're a big Lego retailer, but one of the guys that owns it is also a big Sideshow fan, and so they sell Sideshow stuff as well. And I decided to test them out. I ordered my Sideshow premium format Spider Woman from them, and I just got notice today that it is in and I'm going to go pick it up tomorrow to um, so that I can meet them and say hello very nice so watch oh. out shop for me here I come <laughs> and what did you get Indeed. Uncle Ben well I got two sideshow 
uh, 12-inch Star Wars Bosque figures. Oh, no, wait. I only got one. What? I've talked about two of them. (laughs) Oh, no, I've talked about this figure before. That's what it was. Oh, right. I've already confessed. (laughs) Uh, Look, I... Sorry, uh, I have to repeat my pointing out of your spelling error then in the script for Side Sahel. Um, And I was wondering who they were, so there you go. It's perfectly normal. You're just dyslexic. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, I actually funny the the first time, by the way. I've had the Bosk figure on pre-order for a while. Uh, I actually got it a little while ago and sort of forgot about it. So I was digging through some stuff and went, "Oh yeah, that's right. I received this figure," (laughs) Um, and and, which is a shame because it's it's absolutely superb. They've done a a fantastic job. And if you're interested in reading a a detailed review, um, Michael Crawford did a pretty good review on his um, site for this figure and. Um, it's it, it's difficult because Sideshow are doing such a good job with figures like Bosk and IG-88 that um, it's really making it tough for me because I decided that I would stick with uh, Hot Toys and uh, when they announced they had the Star Wars license, but uh, Hot Toys doesn't seem particularly interested in taking my money. Uh, <laughs> given Well, I mean, given that they haven't even announced a second figure, we, we've had one figure in 18 months and not even a, a scant bit of information yeah. to indicate what the next figure in the series will be. And um, if, if they're sort of not showing that kind of commitment, then, you know, I really feel like chasing these other figures from uh, from Sideshow, particularly the ones, I mean, obviously Hot Toys have really nailed that, that sort of likeness sculpt of human characters, but for figures like Boba Fett, they're just doing such a superb job that I just, you know, want to pick up these figures um, now. And if I wait for Slippery Hot slope. Toys... Slippery slope. Well, you know, if we, if we wait for Hot Toys and they're going to bring out, you know, even one figure a year, um, they're unlikely to get to people like, you know, Bosk, um, you know, will be watching our grandchildren from, you know, from heaven sort of pre-ordering these figures. So, anyway, that was it for me this week. A very so, strange week of purchases for you. Hmm, indeed. All right. Well, if no one else has any other items to report, why don't we talk about a red card? What is this bizarro world? Red card is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott, so over to you. Thank you, Ben. Um, We had something else planned for this episode, and then I had a little incident today, and I had to send (laughs) Ben a text and say, please, 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 can I have the red card? Um, I've just spoken about my fantastic... Bowen Scarlet Witch, which I love, love, love. However, I I had a bit of a, a packing peanuts incident today while trying to take out this uh, statue out of the box. You know, I, I'm I am a person of faith, and <laughs> one of the things that the Bible teaches us is that the devil cannot create anything. He doesn't have that power. But I don't think that the writers of the Bible actually knew about packing peanuts because I'm quite sure that Satan made them. (laughs) I hate them. I hate them with every fiber in my being. And today is a perfect example. Why? Because you get the box and there's a big box in there with 
an enormous amount of packing peanuts, and I understand why they do it because it's traveling internationally and they don't want anything to happen to it, and it's fair enough. But there is no way to get the box, the statue out of the box without packing peanuts exploding everywhere. (laughs) And I've taken a photo of the results of my effort. Now, Ben Ben accused me of of having a photo out of focus. Now it's just because I was shaking with rage <laughs> when I took this photo because that's the best I could do, and they're <laughs> bloody everywhere. I would have I would have probably gotten some more out and thrown them out, or, you know, make make the photo a bit more dramatic. Okay, yeah. Well, no, I wanted to keep it real, man. <laughs> but that, I actually was tempted, Justin. I thought, well, if I'm going to go, then I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be authentic. This is, you know, authentic reporting here. But, um, you know, it's, it is a it, – it, I just – one of the things I really like about Big Bad Toy Store is their groovy bubble wrap that they use, which accomplishes the same thing. But, you know, it's reusable and it doesn't create this horrible mess. You know, I, I, I buy a fair few things. I get So I get packing peanuts so, a lot. I have bags of them in mm. my um, in, in my garage. And, uh, you know, but I hate having to use them to send things to people. I put a lot in your box this week, Justin, by the way, because I don't like you. <laughs> but, um, you Liar. Know, for, <laughs> for, what about the... What, what am I lying about that I don't like you or that I put a lot of packing peanuts in? I've received your box. Oh, that's true. I didn't. I put it, it had paper in it, didn't it? Yes. Okay. I thought about it. <laughs> Do you know what I hate when you open it? There's paper everywhere. <laughs> and I'm an atheist. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, I'm sure I can't be the only culture out there. That heart, who my heart sinks when I open a box and there's packing peanuts in there because the thing is you can't you, you can't get rid of them. I, I made the classic mistake once of trying to put some of them like into my garbage bin, um, and, and the static electricity takes over. <laughs> yes. No, but seriously, I came home on the day of the garbage pickup and the whole street. <laughs> in green packing peanuts. <laughs> like, oh my lord, what have I done? So the whole family's out there <laughs> picking picking packing peanuts out of the neighbor's bushes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, I just hate the bloody things. And I, I, I think I think I know the answer. Like did you actually know that they're edible? <laughs> not all of them, most of them aren't. No, no, no. They they used to be called kid chokers for for obvious reasons, <laughs> and they actually are made of a biodegradable material that that actually can be eaten. So that if children do accidentally swallow them, they they don't actually cause them any grief. So I think the answer is to actually use artificial flavouring and create strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate <laughs> flavoured packing peanuts. And then what you can do is you flip the box open and you go, kids, kids, come and eat your way down to daddy's loot. <laughs> Kids, let's play Pac-Man. <laughs> and and then you don't have to feed the kids dinner because they've just stuffed themselves full of like you know Neapolitan kid chokers. Um, I, I this just reminded me of a very funny story from my childhood when I was my mother was a primary school teacher and I was waiting for her after school one day and there must have been a, a box around and so I think I was about six so very logically 
I took one of these and I jammed it into my ear. <laughs> so so far that we had to go to the doctor <laughs> to get it out. And then I was so afraid of being in trouble, I made up the story that the the bad kid in my class did it. And my mom, my mom was like, "Really? Tell me more about how Billy <laughs> managed to shove that in your ear. Did, did you lay still, or were you wrestling him, or what?" <laughs> uh, see, see, I'd actually question the authenticity of that story. As soon as you started by saying, "I'll tell you this funny story from my childhood," <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's, it's All sad, right. It's sad, anyway, I hate packing peanuts. That's the red card. Red cards are packing peanuts. Indeed. And well, those who pack them. All right. Well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh, no. It's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action coming up. Take that, Green Goblin. Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap. Whack! Time to get out of here. Catch you later, Doc Ock. Brand new Spider-Man action figures, out now. Well, our discussion topic of the week this week is a little bit different. It's more of an extended toy of the week, I guess. But we're going to be taking a look at the new Hasbro Marvel Legends Hit Monkey Wave. Uh, it doesn't really have a, a numerical denomination, does it? I guess it's uh, Wave 4 of the new Hasbro Marvel Legends or Return of Marvel Legends Wave 4. Um, yeah, they know. do that weird thing, don't they? 2013 Wave 1, that kind of numbering system. I don't Indeed. like that. I don't no, either. It, it, it really pushes my OCD buttons. Well, as someone who was collecting Marvel Legends right from the very first wave, I, I was quite comfortable with the, the, the sort of the numbering that, that Toy Biz were doing, and uh, I would have been quite happy for them to keep doing that. But to my knowledge, Hasbro pretty much quit that right with their very first wave. So uh, that's pretty much disappeared. Anyway, we're moving on to what we're calling the Hit Monkey Wave. Now, the previous wave of Marvel Legends that we received um, were acknowledged as a bit of a, uh, a fill-in wave, I guess, because this wave took a little bit longer to get out to retail. Um, so Wave 3 sort of held us over until uh, we could get the, the Hit Monkey Wave. Now, it's here, and uh, what's uh, pretty cool about this is that both Scott and Justin are Marvel Legends collectors as well, so we're going to have a bit of a look at this wave and a bit of a chat and uh, see how we go. So, now, I didn't actually get mine in their packaging. Um, Mike S., uh, the very good Mike S. of Mike's Comics and stuff, sent me my figures, and he sends uh, mine to me loose, so I didn't actually get a close look at the packaging, but uh, I understand the art is actually by Clayton Crane. Who, uh, does, I, I got does. mine in the packaging, yep, and the, the card art is actually quite lovely. Clayton Crane is an interesting choice. Uh, he's a superb artist. If you've never seen his uh, Ghost Rider uh, miniseries, you should check it out. It's just sensational. Um, his uh, artistic rendition of Fire is just just, just superb. Oh. So um, I, I can't really say much about the cards, but, uh, you know, Scott, how do they sort of stand up? Um. <clears throat> the, the art, like I said, is quite lovely. I like the um, the way that they've structured these new Marvel Legends where they have the character in art on the front kind of leaping out at you. Um, it says Hit Monkey Series on it. Um, one thing I don't like about these, I mean, obviously we have the running variants, although whether or not we ever see the variants or not, Moonstone, where are you? Uh, not Moonstone, Moonstar, whoever you are, is another mm. another thing. Um, but you know, I find the variant ones 
annoying because they don't actually name the the characters. Yes. So the the She Hulk and Savage, Red She Hulk and Savage She Hulk one just says the Hulkettes, mm. and then has a Would, picture of them. That's a very very odd um, name because they they don't really use that name anywhere in the ever. comics. No, ever. So yeah. it's uh, very strange. But anyway, I mean, I guess let's uh, have a quick run through of who's in this wave. We have uh, the Red She Hulk, who, uh, as far as I know, is actually referred to as the Red She Hulk. Yes. Um, she hasn't taken on any other sort of code name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Protector who, of course, is uh, Marvel Boy, who was with um, Brian Bendis's Avengers for quite a bit. We have Archangel. We have Hyperion from the Squadron Supreme Wolverine in his X-Force costume. We have Captain America in his Ultimates gear. And then we have the Hit Monkey Build-A-Figure. Um, one of the things that's quite interesting about this wave, and I certainly didn't realise when I ordered, um, I pretty much have a, a, a standing kind of comment with my guest to just put aside any Marvel Legends that he gets. Um, I generally just take the wave in its entirety um, without bothering to sort of work out which figure comes with which builder figure piece. Um, I guess that's a bit of a legacy of when you used to have to buy the entire wave just to get the builder figure. But um, this is actually quite interesting because the builder figure is actually so small. Um, Hasbro just decided not to spread the pieces amongst all six figures and you actually only need three figures to build hit monkey um you need uh the red she hulk who comes with his torso and legs the protector who comes with his head and uh, assorted submachine guns um and hyperion who comes with his arms and a couple of pistols so um and that's actually pretty good because those three figures are first time figures in in marvel legends so that's actually pretty cool and and for those of us that moan and complain about sort of seeing the um, the Iron Spider Marine in, in every wave. You, you don't actually need to pick them up. But um, needless to say, I actually got all six figures um, and uh, we're going to have a look at uh, all of them tonight. And uh, this wave is actually, I think it's a step... Um, a step back in the right direction, I think, um, despite sort of the, the reuse of Wolverine, etc., which we'll get to, I think uh, Hasbro have actually done a pretty pretty darn good job with this wave. Um, I don't know, Scott, where are you sitting? Oh, look, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I only – I didn't get um, the Wolverine or the Captain America. Um, I only got the three needed for the um, Hitmonkey plus Archangel – and they're stellar. It's a yes. it's a great great group of figures. Um, besides the builder figure, we'll come, I'm sure we can talk about Hit Monkey later. Sure. Um, to talk about the actual figures themselves, um, I'm really impressed. Yeah, and, and Justin, I know you've uh, you've ordered these and you haven't received yours yet. But uh, which figures are you getting? Yeah, exact same as Scott. I really don't have time for Wolverine uh, <laughs> and Ultimate Captain America. The one we got from Toy Biz is a beautiful Ultimate Captain America. Well, I think that's pretty much determined that I'm the uh, sucker of the group. So. <laughs> well, that, that's that's news to us. We'd certainly mm. never thought that. Ben. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. You've been stand-up guys and all. <laughs> all right. Well, let's kick things off. Let's talk about the Red She-Hulk. Now, uh, a few people are probably scratching their head about, you know, Red She-Hulk. What the, what's going on? I knew there was a Red Hulk, but now there's a Red She-Hulk. And uh, Red She-Hulk is um, Betty Banner. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, yeah. I mean, you know, we've only known for three years. Um, or, or Betty Ross, anyway. Bruce Banner's wife. Um, well, if they uh, don't group... know who Red She-Hulk is and they don't know it's Betty, 
So spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. Um, come back in, oh, I don't know, seven minutes and 12 seconds. We'll see how we go with that. Um, now, we're not she talking was... about this one figure for seven minutes and 12 seconds. Man. <laughs> I will have killed her off by then. <laughs> that's, that's right. Now, look, for those people that don't know, there was a group of villains uh, in the Marvel Universe called the Intelligentsia, and um, that was made up of uh, people like Modok and the Leader, etc. Um, and they created the Red Hulk, uh, ultimately to, to take down the regular Hulk. And as part of the process, they also... Um, transformed Betty into the Red Hulk. We didn't know her identity for quite a while, but it was kind of obvious. Um, now, the title that was just called Hulk, published by Marvel, uh, originally started by Jeff Loeb and uh, Ed McGuinness, um, is actually now the Red She-Hulk. So she has her own title. And, you know, it's actually pretty good. She's been getting around with um, with Machine Man, which is you know, nice to see him again. And, uh, yeah, it's not a bad title for those that uh, aren't reading it. Now, onto the figure. Um, this is actually a brand new sculpt from Hasbro. Um, you know, we, we normally sort of complain about the level of reuse that goes into their figures, and they've come out with a, a brand new sculpt, and uh, she's, uh, she's pretty big. Um, she clocks in at 18 centimetres, or just a, a hair's breadth under 7 inches tall, so she's actually got sort of the height... Um, you know that that the figure that the character deserves. Um, it's nicely sculpted. They've oh, yeah. you know gone with the, the quite a bit of muscular in the arms and the abs um, to show the the sort of power, I guess. But they've sort of managed to retain a bit of femininity, so she doesn't have overly muscled legs. Um, well, you know, all things considered. Um, yeah. Now we also get a new head sculpt and hair. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, the head sculpt, it, it's a bit hard to determine because she, she doesn't have pupils or irises or anything like that. She's just got eyes that are painted yellow, which is quite common to both her and, and the Red Hulk. Um, she's got uh, sculpted hair that doesn't really allow for a lot of head movement. But, uh, yeah, overall, I actually don't mind the head sculpt. What do you think, think, Scott? It's fantastic, and I, yeah. I'm actually impressed by the degree of movement that it does have you can actually turn her head a fair way in both directions. Like, um, you know, sometimes uh, if you look at some of the DC Direct figures where they get a really nice female head sculpt with nice hair, you get no movement whatsoever. Um, but this, you, know, you can turn. My, my only criticism of the head sculpt is um, that it's still a, a very typical expressionless Marvel Legends female. Mm. That's one of the things that has always bugged me going right back to Toy Biz is that almost all of the female characters have a, a blank facial expression. And for someone like the Red She-Hulk, you know, a, a bit of a snarl or, you know, even cranky eyebrows wouldn't go astray. Um, yeah, and it's actually quite interesting because if you read the comic, um, she actually has a conversation with um, with Bruce, and she says basically after all the years of the Hulk being hunted and and Bruce struggling to to sort of cope with being the Hulk and wanting to be rid of the Hulk, she actually looks at him and says, "I can't believe you'd want to get rid of this. Like, yeah. why would you want to be the Hulk all the time? This is awesome." And she she revels in the power. Yes, yeah. Uh, look, I think it's it is a beautiful sculpt, and. It's definitely going to be up there for a six-inch female figure of the year, like just because, um, you know, it's it's beautiful. That's my only criticism, um, unless we start talking about the sword, is <laughs> the is just the blankness because the articulation is fantastic. 
Yeah, um, she does come with um, with her sword, which uh, she stole, and it's a legitimate accessory. Um, the the figure itself doesn't have a great deal of sculpting. There is a small amount of sculpting with a, a collar and, and what uh, is her zipper on her top. But um, other than some some sort of uh, wrist braces um, there and sort of gloves, she actually doesn't have a lot of sculpting. So it's clear that they'll be able to reuse this figure for quite a bit. And I mean, yes. we're already getting a, a variant of um, the Savage She-Hulk. Now, people are probably going to be even more confused when we say that's not our Jennifer Walters. This is actually a um, a She-Hulk from an alternate dimension. She's the daughter of uh, Thundra and uh, and the Hulk in a, in a different dimension, um, just to confuse things even more. Um, just one thing I, I wanted to notice, uh, sorry, I wanted to mention about this figure, but also, you know, pretty much all the figures in the wave is um, she actually comes with ankle rockers. Um, mm. I mean, I don't know how many times I've been just incredibly frustrated with a figure that looks really good, but you just can't get them to stand up properly. And uh, because she is so thin and so tall, she, she doesn't sort of have a lot of stability, but the ability to actually rock the ankles sideways um, just allows you to get that that little bit more stability, and, and she stands quite well. Uh, my, my only uh, comment about the the sword, what was mentioned before, is that mine really struggles to hold it. Um, like the the her grip is not quite strong enough for it to not keep kind of wobbling about in her hand, and I find that annoying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, you know, this is a huge win. I mean, as I said, this is um, a new sculpt. It's it's clear that not only are they going to be able to reuse it for, for Lyra, but um, they're also, you know, I'm pretty sure they could get a, a Thundra mm. figure and some of the other sort of the, the big chicks in the, in the Marvel Universe um, as well. So um, I know I think Hela is in the, the ruler of, the, you know, the Asgardian um, ruler of Hell is actually about seven feet tall. So... Mm. She'll benefit from that figure as well. Anyway, enough about her. Scott, who do you want to talk about next? Oh, let's talk about Hyperion. Let's talk about Hyperion. Okay. Long overdue. <laughs> well, I mean, this this is interesting. I, I think, you know, you can't help but love this figure, but um, you can't talk about him without just sort of quietly wondering, uh, are we going to get any other members of the Squadron Supreme Um now, we know that there's about a 16-month lead time with action figure development. Um, clearly, companies like Hasbro want to take advantage of characters that are um, currently sort of uh, appearing in Marvel Comics and, and make the most of that. Um, so you can tell, you know, uh, maybe Nova or, or Marvel Boy has come in a little bit late because uh, he's no longer in the Avengers, but um, Hyperion landed pretty much at the, the perfect time with... Uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers getting underway. Isn't isn't Protector in the new Avengers as well? In, in Hickman's Avengers as well? Oh, it's got about a thirty-seven character roster. So yeah, he's probably yeah, in I there. Think he is, yeah. Um, no, isn't he? Um, he's now in Young Avengers. Oh, okay. He's one of he's yeah in, in Young Avengers. Now, uh, one of the things I'll actually mention is the Hyperion that is actually appearing in Jonathan Hickman's Avengers is not this Hyperion. Um, I, I thought it was great that we would actually see um, Hyperion in, again in a Marvel universe, but uh, Jonathan uh, Hickman has noted that Hyperion has such a convoluted history that he decided to introduce uh, a Hyperion from another dimension because yeah. that that will just help with the the, the muddlement. Um, yeah, to m- oh, m- much better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that always goes well. Yeah. 
Um, look, Hyperion, it's a superb looking figure. He's about 17 centimetres tall, which is about six and three quarter inches. He's, he's basically a fraction under She-Hulk sized. Um, this is great news because he's a, a very big guy. He was always drawn as a fairly big guy. Um, Hyperion's had a couple of different costumes over the years. Um, not just a couple of different costumes, but because we've had a couple of different Hyperions. Uh, essentially the same character, just from different dimensions. Um, my, my biggest uh, critique with this figure is the fact that his, um, his girdle um, is just painted on. Um, Hyperion has sort of a, a large gold you know, belt girdle type thing as part of his costume, um, and this one is just blatantly painted on. They haven't even attempted to, to replicate it with mm. the... Mm-hmm. The sort of the studs that he has on it as well that that, that show it's in place, and um, mine actually has paint wear on the the ab crunch where the yellow either hasn't quite got to the red um, underneath. Um, so yeah, it's just oh, no, paint. Mine's, mine's good actually. Like I've just you know I've got it here right now, and I do, I mean I agree about the the painted girdle, but I don't have that paint wear. You've just played with yours too much, Ben. Well, that's exactly right, and same with my Hyperion. Mm. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, look, yes, this, this is a brand new sculpt. Isn't that what you call it? Uh, oh no, Apache Chief. Sorry, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's got a a funky way of uh, attaching his cape. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't get it. It's it's a very sort of strange. I mean, Hyperion's cape only attaches at sort of one point over his shoulder, so they had to replicate that. Which you know, they, if you can get it to sort of fit well, it's not a bad um, bad fit. Um, he he basically this is an unmasked Hyperion, so we get an all new head sculpt. Um what's interesting about this is Scott was talking about the lack of expression on She-Hulk's yeah. face, but um this Hyperion, despite being a hero, um has quite the uh the angry look on his face. Exactly. He's uh, he's not happy to be here. No. <laughs> I think he's more um upset that his cape is so funky that he can't fit it on properly. <clears throat> and his cape is actually so long that if you, the way you pose him, if you try and sort of lean him back, um, his cape actually gets in the way. It, it touches, um, it touches the ground. So it's, it's quite long. Yeah. I, I can't get, the, the cape is actually in two different pieces, mm. um, that both attach into different slots in his back. Um, and the, the top bit, which has the little, uh, amulets or whatever that connect it, I can't get that to attach to his back in a way that both of those actually make contact with the figure. The top one, but for me, the one that should be at the front is ends up hanging in the air. Um, so it's it's quite weird. Uh, yeah, mine was like that. I did have to force it. Um, mm. I basically had to push it into place. Um, the uh, the chest decal, the sort of the atom nucleus type thing that he's got on his chest, is um, is is pretty well. Painted or, or applied, um, it actually looks like the red uh, is the, the cast plastic, yeah. and the the flesh is painted over the top. There's a slight color variation between the girdle and his boots and his cape. Um, the girdle is actually gold, and his boots and cape are, are yellow. Um, I'm not sure if it's the boots, but he he looks a bit sort of I don't know, slightly disproportionate. It's, it's like I don't know whether his legs are a bit short or maybe his torso is not long enough. Um, there is a kind of a slight proportion issue, but overall, this figure is is really quite superb, and uh, I hope this is actually the start of things to to come with um, the Squadron Supreme, and it's not just an opportunity to uh, tie in with what's going on in the Marvel universe. Mm, I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> 
Great, fi- great figure, though. I love it. Yeah, great figure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, moving on, let us talk about um, the the one and only Archangel. Yay! Shall we? Yep. Now, this Archangel is the one that came out as part of the X-Force boxed set at San Diego Comic-Con 2012. Um, However, the version that has come out so far is actually the normal Archangel. So he's in his traditional uh, blue and pink. Uh, I don't understand why a horseman of the apocalypse is adorned in pink. Because Um, he was born in the 90s. Yes, clearly, clearly. (laughs) Um, Now... I was really quite happy to get this figure. I've got the Marvel, uh, what was it, the, the Toy Biz X-Men Classics yeah. Archangel, which came out, I think, in about 2006. So that was quite some time ago. Um, that is actually a nice figure. The wings are considerably different to this one. Um, that one actually featured a, a missile launching uh, feature, which nobody wanted. Hmm. Um, the major difference between this figure and the uh, the X-Men Classics one is the the X-Men Classics one, the wings actually open out further. Um, and, however, this one, um, this one is, they're not quite as feathery, the wings. Um, but the, the, I guess the sculpting is actually very, very impressive. And if you didn't actually um, want to put this guy as part of your collection, uh, he actually looks good on his own, whereas the, the X-Men Classics figure, the, the wings are just so big that you've got no choice but to stand him on his own. You know what I'm really impressed by with this figure, you know, going back to the ergonomics chat we had about Scarlet Witch's cape, is that this poses really easily. Mm. Um, you know, often a character with wings or with this kind of contraption um, can be quite difficult to pose, and, and but, you know, mine stands freely without either of the wings touching the ground. Um, so it's, mm. it's, it's very well engineered. Yeah, um, there's uh, the, the sculpt here. The the figure is actually um, uses the the, the Bucky cap um, buck that we got way back. Um, so there's there's no new sculpting from the neck down. We get a, a new head sculpt. Um, what they have actually done is they've used metallic paint for the pink. So we get sort of that dull blue for the rest of the costume, but then the the you know metallic pink over the top. And I mean it's a, a very nice look, except for the fact that it's metallic pink. Um, but look, it is a, a true rendition of a character. He looks good. Um, he actually comes with a ball-jointed head, and one of the really cool things is you can actually really tilt his head back quite far. So for those people who really want to get that kind of aerial pose going and, and hang them off, uh, hang him off the ceiling with fishing line or whatever, um, you can actually have him uh, laying sort of horizontal but still sort of looking um, and, straight ahead. And therein lies my one criticism. Oh, which is that because this is the Bucky Cap Buck, it it has hands mm. that are designed to hold weapons. Yes, not flying hands. Yes, and I, I, that would not have been a hard swap out um, because no. it's where he's got no weapons. But it's kind of like the the reverse of you know Club Infinite Earths. Um, mm. You know, we have DC characters that need to hold accessories and can't um they should swap hands with with archangel because he he can hold the gun and something else and he doesn't have them so but yeah. then he can't look like he's flying you know as well as he could if he had out, nice outstretched hands 
Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you'd, you'd love to just have sort of the basic um, karate chop hands would have been yeah. nice, but you even would have settled for fists, like yes. closed fists. But yeah. instead, we actually have a right hand that is clearly meant to be holding a gun that's got yeah. the, the trigger yeah. finger separate to the other fingers, yeah. which um, is really quite bizarre given that they, they do have fists available. Um, they, they chose to actually stick with the, um, the hands on the bucky cap figure. So, I, I suppose... I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I can't imagine that there would be any real cost benefit to that. I mean, if they didn't, obviously, it, you know, they, they 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 didn't have to sculpt anything new. And, uh, look, yes. this is an awesome figure. I love it. It's it just is. that that's the one thing that I notice. Yeah. Look, um, you know, and and again, if for those people who just want to sort of stand him in their collection, he comes with ankle rockers as well, so you, you can actually get this guy to stand quite firm. Um, you know, unlike pretty much any DC Universe Classics figure with a cape, um, yeah. he gets pulled over, you know, without them sort of bent over in an ab crunch position. <laughs> um, this guy does stand up pretty much, you know, completely erect without having to sort of lean forward. The wings are, are very well balanced. So, and overall, really good job. The, the wings don't quite sort of click in and, and stay firm. There is a little bit of movement there, but um, overall, superb pretty, job. That's pretty good, actually. Justin, what do you think? I know you don't have no, it, but... No, it, it will replace my, my Archangel that I do have, but um, I love that buck. Um, once again, the major gripe would be the hands for me, but I can live with that. You could swap them. <laughs> I mean, like, if you, yeah. were, if you were really dead keen and you could customise, yeah. you could swap Quite them. Quite easily. Yeah. 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 I, I think... Yeah, Justin's done one or two customers, so... Yeah. I wasn't actually meaning if you, Justin, I meant if one. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, let's talk about Novar. Novar is, uh, was first known as Marvel Boy. Um, he was brought to us by Grant Morrison um, when he wasn't on drugs. Um, and uh, his now... Who was that? Um, was it Marvel Boy that wasn't on jokes or Morrison? <laughs> a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Um, so this guy is now known as the Protector, and he's taken on a costumed identity. Um, he's a, a Cree who hangs around on Earth, uh, considers himself the Protector of Earth on behalf of the Cree. Um, it's, I mean, look, you know, great figure. I'm, I'm very much a universe builder, so I'm more than happy with any figure that um, that that basically you know can can army build uh, irrespective um i much prefer that than getting another sort of uh, iron man or, or spider-man um this is a really nice figure this is a, another reuse we get um quite a bit of reuse this is buck is getting quite the workout we saw it used on the um the, the spider-man figures the big time spidey etc and the future foundation spider-man um parts of the uh the kree soldier <laughs> interestingly enough um he does come with a couple of accessories he's got a a belt which moves around and rides up a little bit and he comes with um, two guns uh, the guns and the, the belt are pretty much um, straight reuse from uh, Phantom X that we got a little while back um, I mean you know nice looking figure nicely sculpted head um, uh, the, the shoulders there's something weird about the way the shoulders and the, the arm and the way the arms and the way that they go together for me yeah, I don't mind this. I mean, this this we saw, first saw this on I think it was Quicksilver was the first figure to to really make use of this kind of um, articulation, and that's the buck that's just continued to to be reused to death. Okay. Um, it, it basically allows you to move the shoulders backwards and forwards um, and and get sort of um, you know a, a bit more depth in the in the way you display them. Um, 
But other than that, weird. yeah, because it, of the, it, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't exist in in human form. You know? Yeah, mm. I just think it, it looks like his skin um, flaps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, yeah. Look, that, it is it is the bucket we've seen time and time again. They've added a few little bits and pieces. We've got um, his his wristbands and uh, his chest emblem have uh, been added. Um, it's pretty much cast in the the sort of um, oh, I guess what is it a pearl pearl white plastic and uh, the the black stripes are, are painted on in fact he probably wouldn't look um, that out of place in the uh, the Izard Ribak um, X-Force storyline we saw not that long ago so you might not want to stand him too close to Phantom X because they look very much alike um, and, and so far we haven't actually mentioned a lot about the paint quality but um, given that this is just sort of black or sort of dark blue stripes um, sprayed over the top of white plastic the um the application is actually pretty good there's it's no good, yeah. no sort of slop the silver eyes are are well done they haven't um they haven't sort of bled over into the the dark blue of his mask yeah. um neither is the skin tone i mean yeah look as a, a universe builder yep good figure very good all right moving on um i guess i shall talk about wolverine shall i okay all right <laughs> well, this Wolverine is um, the same uh, Wolverine that came with the, the San Diego exclusive set. There's a couple of slight differences um, they, they've sort of decided to use to separate the two. My understanding is the San Diego one has sort of chrome um, appearance of, of claws, whereas this one's just sort of painted silver uh, and a few other bits and pieces. Um you know, normally uh, I'd be the first one to stand up and, and complain to get another Wolverine figure. I mean, we know that the companies have to do this because it's what sells. Um, but I have to say, this figure is actually superb. Um, if if he was in any other costume, um, such as his um, brown and orange or his blue and yellow, uh, he would be the Wolverine of choice that is on my shelf. Um, it is a, a really nicely done figure. The mask is well done, the expression on his face. Um, I actually quite like the boots instead of those other weird ones that the Wolverine has. Um, the, the wrists are a little odd. The, the forearms go from these sort of big Popeye forearms suddenly down to this really narrow kind of um, sculpted wristband, and they just they go too thin too quickly, and so it looks a, a little unusual. But, um, you know, look nice colouring. They, they've done some sort of blending to make the, the dark blue... Um, they sort of highlighted it with a lighter blue in places to make it stand out. Uh, nice chunky boots on him as well. And the claws are actually nicely done. Uh, I'm a long-time fan of Wolverine, and I know his claws are portrayed in different ways. I've always been more of a fan of the, the blade claws rather than the, the round, um, you know, sort of ice-pick-type claws. Um, overall, it really, you know, it's it, it, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of a... Um, double-edged situation it's a, it's a really nicely done figure but it's not the one that'll actually end up going in my collection so yeah hmm. next. anyway next moving on <laughs> i'm not going to talk about this figure for long because i just really don't like it much um big captain america fan and that means i'm a big fan of the classic captain america um and i'm not a fan of ultimates anything um i just don't see any need for it i've never understood um, the interest in Ultimates. Uh, we've already had an Ultimate Captain America way back in, I think, Marvel Legends Wave 8. Um, I didn't like that figure either. Uh, look, giving them credit, they've done some some new work here. Um, the, the gloves and the, the boots um, have been added to what is basically the, the Shield Agent Buck 
um, which is probably a little bit too small for Cap, but they've basically put this vest over the top, which is um, newly sculpted. He's got uh, assorted paraphernalia on his uh, his belt. He's got sort of um, ammo pouches, grenades, uh, a knife and all that sort of stuff. Um, one of the disappointments is that he uh, has a, a pistol in a holster on his leg and it's just sculpted. Um, the pistol actually doesn't come out at all. Uh, which is a little disappointing. He's a good size. Uh, I think if this had been a regular Captain America, um, you know, he, he actually would have been a, quite a nice addition. I think as a Cap fan, I I don't think they've ever really nailed Captain America. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but um, I actually have the, the Marvel Legends face-off Captain America yep. um, dis- displayed in my collection. No. Yeah, yeah, I just think that that figure had a little bit more detail than the Marvel Legends Wave 1 Captain America. is a little bit bigger, um, just has a, a bit more of a, a snarl. But the, the side, the, the letdown to that figure is he's actually quite short. Uh, I think at the time he probably would have been a, a nice fit for your Marvel Legends, but, um, you know, he's he's basically being uh, overshadowed by pretty much, you know, all the females now. So this figure would have been a nice addition if um, it had been the traditional Captain America. Uh, not even sure why we got an ultimate cap um, when I think we probably would have been due for a regular Captain America since he was in Wave 1, you know, so many years ago, back in about <laughs> 2003 or four. so it would be a good 10 years ago now. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, um, I don't know. This figure might just end up being fodder for me. Uh, any comments, guys, questions, Next. critiques? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who does that leave? Oh, uh, well... The variants. Centric. Uh, we'll never get them. If we ever get him. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we'll ever get variants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I you know I've been following um, the various chatter online about the Blade and um, Mirage variants uh, from the previous wave, and Toybees have kept saying, "Oh, you know they're coming, they're coming." But uh, honestly, I, I can't. These figures will be shipped to retailers as part of that wave. Um, that wave is now long gone. Retailers are bound to go, well, you know, why would we want to order that? That's, that's, we've had those. We've sold them. We've had another wave since then. Um, why should we buy this wave? Uh, you, you know, you might be able to get them through Big Bad Toy Store or somewhere like that, but I imagine these are going to be quite scarce. So I'll be really annoyed if I don't get my Moonstar. Well, I'm, I'm quite keen on the Blade figure because I'm happy to replace the Wesley Snipes one from Wave 5 um, yeah, yeah. with that sort of legitimate-looking Blade. I mean, he is pretty much an entire reuse of the um, the ultimate Nick Fury and, and Punisher um, figure. So, But anyway, look, we do get variants in this Wave. There's a variant... Um, Iron Fist in his white and gold costume. Uh, he's a swap out for um, for Nova or Protector. Um, yeah. Protector. Um, we're getting a, a swap out. We get the X Force uh, Archangel, which came similar to the one that was in the San Diego exclusive, uh, and we get the Savage She Hulk swap out for the Red Hulk. She Hulk. Interesting thing to note about the cards, though, is the X Force Archangel is not on the card. Mm. The the She Hulks are both on there, Protector and Iron Fist are both on there, but the um, Archangel only has the um, original Archangel on the card. Do we is the Sentry noted on the Hyperion? Oh, ones? sorry, yes, he is. Apologies. Mm. 
Okay. Oh, there you, there you go. Oh, look, I mean, for me, I have absolutely no interest in the Sentry. Um, I don't. I just don't like the character, period. My, uh, my giant man wave Sentry is standing at the back of my collection, and he will more than... Uh, Suffice, suffice yeah. for my collection. Same goes. I mean, I'd love a, an updated Iron Fist because um, I think the uh, the Toy Biz one is is horrendous beyond belief. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's in the wrong colours for me. If they, you know, for me, if they had have released this Iron Fist figure as just a regular character and with a variant in his um, his green costume, I would have been more than happy. Um, are you interested in the X Force Archangel? Me, not at all. No, no, me neither. No. So that, that's another easy pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess really for me that means um, Savage She-Hulk is it. Yeah, I don't need that one either. Mm. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, she, she's I'm a good. fun character. Um, she had her own mini series where um, she was actually put under the care of um, the Jen Walters She-Hulk. So Jen Walters was teaching her to sort of fit in with society, etc. Hilarity ensued. Okay, let's complain about Hitmonkey. Okay, Hitmonkey. He's a bugger of a figure to stand up. Uh, well, I finally... my Now, I think during this entire segment, I have finally managed to get mine to stand up in a way that that, that doesn't... He doesn't look hunchbacked. The, um, the feet just take a lot of bending. Mm. A lot of bending. It's actually... I mean, like, I, I had never heard of this character, so that, that doesn't... Not a big draw card for me, um, but it's actually a fine little figure once you work out how to pose it. But um, mine, the other issue with mine is that the right leg keeps popping off. Yeah, I've actually heard a number of people say they also had trouble um, attaching the arms oh, because God. they come with the world's smallest, um, the world's smallest connectors. Uh, quite frustrating. Might eventually all snap together in a uh, quite. I was going to say I thought you'd be quite used to that, but um, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. No yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, each one better than the next. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of trouble with the arms as well because they they are so tiny. And um, but I did manage to get those in. Um, yeah, it's all right. I, I guess if you like this character, I reckon you'd be over the moon. But I, like, like I said, I had to Wikipedia him so. Yeah, for those that don't know, um, Hitmonkey comes straight out of Deadpool. Uh, he who has seven thousand titles at um, at Marvel. Uh, look, I, you know, I've read Hitmonkey, and he's a he's a fun enough character. Um, whether he actually deserves being, you know, first up in a um, mini builder figure is is arguable. Uh, I mean, Deadpool's appeal is is fairly sort of limited. You're either a Deadpool fan or you're not, um, and if the, the the way of the future is the mini builder figure uh, off the top of my head uh, you know i can think of um half a dozen characters that uh, certainly would rank way ahead of of hit monkey i mean obviously we're getting puck in the the wolverine legends series but um i mean i obviously would have preferred a rocket raccoon uh, i would have taken a moon boy um from devil dinosaur uh you know there's there's any number of people i think um could have uh, stepped forward but look you know he, he fits the thing he's he's got you know the cool sunglasses the guns he shoots people for a living i mean you know what's not to love um <laughs> he, he's wearing his little tuxedo uh, what is interesting is the the tuxedo has this kind of matte black um paint and or, or cast in a matte black 
plastic, yet his um, his feet and his hands are actually a really sort of high gloss black paint, which I uh, I think are meant to sort of indicate you know leather gloves basically. Um, but other than that, he's got a bit of a wash on the um, the fur on his his head and his face. Um, it's a bit sloppy. Um, mine, you know, the the teeth they haven't made too much of an effort to try and get accurate, and he's got little sort of you know, white teeth and then pink teeth and, and that sort of thing. His um, glasses is a little bit of slop, uh, black paint on the glasses. But, look, he comes with a bunch of guns. Um, none of the guns are new. They're, they're guns we've seen time and again. Um, just sort of I'd have to say the paint used. on my hit monkey face is quite good. Yeah, like, I mean, his nose is well done with the, the different coloured red. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, they... I have slop or, and, and the teeth are done, so obviously your mileage will vary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, his tie is also sculpted. Um, I, I thought there was something that might have been fun would be to actually have a little plastic tie that's sort of, you know, is flinging everywhere as he leaps about. Yeah. But, um, look, overall, uh, it's nice to see a return of the Builder figure. Uh, it's um, it's one of those things where you go, yeah, it's nice to have a Builder figure again. That is until you're sort of sitting in your chair and uh, you can see your Builder figure apocalypse in the background and you realise just, you know, how far we haven't come. <laughs> <laughs> so That's Justin, right. Justin, a hit monkey fan? No, never heard of him until <laughs> this uh, came out. I'm not a massive Deadpool fan myself. I think uh, Spidey Man and Blue Beetle handle the mirth quite well. <laughs> we don't need to go over the top. <laughs> so you would have preferred a, a rocket raccoon? Or oh, a, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy and um, um, Squadron. Really, please. We need them in humans, Eternals. We could go on and on. Yeah, but, uh, and I mean, I think there's probably no reason why we just couldn't come up with a seventh figure. Um, I mean, yes, we know the days of the the giant builder figure are gone, but you know, Hasbro demonstrated quite clearly with something like Arnim Zola that um, you know having a builder figure who's a, a regular size figure is is not that unreasonable. Uh, I assume it really is just a, a cost thing, but. Um, I would have been more than happy to have just a normal human-sized figure as my builder figure. Yeah, definitely. So, and I guess it is for me. It's a bit of a letdown after we had um, Terax and Arnim Zola, who are, are both absolutely superb. Mm. Yeah, that's what I find odd was to you know do two of the best builder figures, um, and then skip one, then go to the minis is quite quite strange, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen them perhaps. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the Builder figure is not necessarily the, the seller of the wave now, especially given that they spread the pieces between three figures. But I would have liked to have seen someone like Karnak from, um, you know, from the Inhumans or, or someone like that that might not sort of sell normally at retail. Hmm. All right, guys. Well, any last thoughts, questions, comments, critiques? I, look, I think that the for me, She-Hulk and Hyperion Archangel make this a great wave. Yeah. Everything else is just kind of frosting. You know, the, the, you've got, got three really solid figures there. Um, Red She-Hulk is the most exciting six-inch female figure I've seen in a long time. Yep. Um, so, good job overall. Yeah, indeed. A return to form. Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic. Well, we're going to come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. 
X-Men Origins Wolverine, it's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine could be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And, Justin, you've got our first piece of feedback. Okay, tonight the first piece of feedback comes from Tony, and it goes on to read, you guys sure love hating on Toy Guru, don't you? Well, the answer to that is no. We really appreciate everything Toy Guru's done it's just that we collect mattel and um it seems to be an update or a bit of a catastrophe every week and <laughs> we enjoy the situation rather than the actual you know putting hate on anyone we don't do that here we no. love all and serve all we're like um hard rock cafe <laughs> the only thing that the guy's ever done that actually annoyed me it's nothing to do with any of the issues with product and stuff because that happens um last year when they were doing all the promo for the the new subs he made the comment that you know guys we don't have to do this we don't make any money for it it's just a love letter to the fans and that i have to say really got up my nose because i'm sorry no business does things just for love no business does things unless they can make some money from it and you know when you're paying for something then you have a right to um, have a voice and say the things that you don't like and yes we're demanding yes we're hard to please and yes we're whingy but i just thought that that was very uh, not a very deft handling of your customer base so but do we hate him no certainly not we just like paying him out that's right, and I think unfortunately, you know, Mr. Meatleg becomes the the face of of Maddie, and so uh, you know anything that that doesn't meet our expectations just automatically gets attributed to him. And and so, for instance, um, it, it's hard to find any love for Digital River um, uh, two years down the road, and we're still getting these horrendous issues. And uh, you know, he just ends up sort of bearing the brunt of of those sort of um, blowouts, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see after Toy Fair this year if we're going to get another sort of pledge or a plea drive or a thermometer. Surely, you know, what is it, two or three years? Please just give it a rest. That's right. <laughs> Please. That's right. Please. Yes. All right, and Scott, you've got something. I do. We had an email from Paddy, and part of it said, Hey, guys, great show. A question. I really like the theme music you used for the Sydney show, which was 45. Why did it go away? It was cool. Paddy. Well, that was that's the toy train music, and that was something different I tried. I thought it was cool. I thought it might be the theme for the year. But the truth is is that the rest of the guys didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, Patty. I mean, you're not the only one that liked it. Scott did too. <laughs> <laughs> and I will still throw it in where I can, like interview episodes, etc. But there you go. Not everybody likes change. Um, and a uh, fear change. So, yeah, that's if you change, and um, but yeah, we you know we're a team, and it's not just all about me. It's most it's mostly about me. Let's 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 be honest. Yeah, yeah, um, but, yeah. yeah. I try I do try to yeah. share, so that's why. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, that wraps up our feedback. It does. It does. It does. And it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Be, Bye. Bye, everybody. Be, be nice to your mother. Call her and make sure she's okay, huh? Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. And with me tonight are Justin and Scott. This episode is brought to you by Star 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 and ActionFigureBlues.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perhaps I should insert the sponsor of the week in there. What do you reckon? <laughs> I looked at that before. <laughs> okay, it's ready to go. This episode is brought to you by Ben the Fabulous. <laughs> um, that's not what I typed in there. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> cookie while you're... Uh... <laughs> that's so funny. And our discussion topic is the Marvel Legends Hitmonkey Wave. It's 36 minutes and we've done the intro. Woohoo! <laughs> we are working at a cracking pace tonight, people. <laughs> I suggest you do your seatbelts up. Well, Red Carter is a chance to poke fun of Scott. Why for me laugh? <laughs> Uh, okay, five, four, three. This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network. Network.